Today's episode of the podcast is proudly brought to you by Arena Australia. Arena are the very best swimming brand in the business, whether you're after the best race suits, racing training goggles, training aids, or even team gear for your clubs. Arena Australia are the way to go. If you don't believe me, just look up on the blocks at the finals of most events at either nationals or international events, and you'll see the Arena logo front and centre on the fastest swimmers' race suits. They just are the best. Head over to arenaswimming.com.au right now for all the latest sales and discounts and let them know that Off The Block Swimming Podcast sent you. Australia in four, the United States in five. Off, Mackenzie at the bottom, Stubbins above her, Schlanger in sixth, then to the yellow lane, Henry. Queen start, Newell's got into the water quickly, but so did Joyce. We're short of Germany was away well. They'll go to the wall all together. Pick that one. Bloomer at back ahead of Manuel and Herisha Menya. What a shot. Peterson stumps her authority on another 200 breaststroke. Now Henry is starting to come out now. Henry's throwing Linden down. Linden and Henry. Henry and Linden. They hit it. Jody Henry of Australia shading. Jenny Thompson has taken the lead here. The Australians have only won this race once. It was with Dawn Fraser in 1956. Henry's moving away. She's going to win it for Australia. This has been a remarkable last leg. Jody Henry is going to bring Australia home for what will be yes! a big <laughs> Hello, everyone, and welcome once again to the Shannon Rollison podcast for another week as I introduce the man of the show, uh, the man that the podcast is named after, Mr. Shannon Rollison. Shannon, how are you, mate? Well, Robbie, yourself? Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. Um, battling Not away. Not sick at all? No, well, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, I know. I don't know what happens. Just, so, just surrounded by some sick people. I think that's what happens. <laughs> <laughs> they just get, just gets to me. It's never enough to like knock me out, but it's just it's enough to annoy me, if that makes sense. And that's the worst. If I'm going to get sick, I'd rather be bedridden and just have to cop it, not just bloody this annoyance. Um, yeah, no, we went to Vivid um, the other night, so I, I do. I'm blaming those thousands and thousands of people in Sydney, in Darling Harbour and Circular Quay that. Um, yeah, just, just I don't know if you've ever been, and any of the listeners who are going or have been, um, obviously anyone who hasn't, it's a, it's a big light show in Sydney. They light up um, the Opera House and they've got all sorts of lights and stuff going on, uh, food trucks and stuff, and, like, it was decent. But, oh, just everyone's crammed into each other. There's fences and gates around. You've got security herding you like sheep. It's just essentially that's what we are. We're just sheep just getting herded along. I'm just, it's just we're missing the dogs behind us, the cattle dogs barking because you can't even stop. Like there was a, a place to walk uh, and then we you can see people stopping to get photos like next to the lights or whatever. And then you hear the security, don't stop, keep walking. And you think, what, the, what, what are we doing here? This is not – it's the things you do for your, for your wife and your daughter. That's, that's what I thought at the time. I thought the things you do because it's not – the hell is that noise? This, apologies if people can hear that. There's some sort of nonsense going on outside my house as well, Shannon. Uh, it's all happening I need here. To visit a bit more, actually. Hey, I was just saying to Al, I need to, you know, for the um, we we had a couple of weeks back, we had that uh, high performance meeting 
And normally, you know, I just drive to Sydney and drive to Olympic Park, you know, and for 20 years I haven't gone past the Olympic Park really. <laughs> I've stayed in Parramatta, um, Rose Hill, or I'm staying at Olympic Park. Um, and I flew into Sydney and John Shaw picked us up and Greg Salter and Simon Cusack were in the car and we're driving and um, John got lost. <laughs> he ended up going around two or three times. Anyway, and I just sort of said, you know, like if I I, 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 w- I wouldn't know my way around Sydney at all, um, but I could fly into Berlin and know I, I could, okay, this is where we're going to go or this is wh- where do you want to go and just amazing so mm. you know i um i really need to explore sydney uh, so i said to, i said to l we should have a holiday and just start in sydney and then go from there <laughs> well the thing with sydney too is and especially you go around the airport and all that sort of stuff and, and the highways and it's ever changing so even if you sort of did know sydney at yeah. a certain point you're not going to know cuz it's going to change and evolve and what you thought you knew is going to be Hang on a second. Usually when I turn left here, I, I ended up here. Next minute you're on a highway that's taking you somewhere else. So I, I know what you mean. I know what you mean. Maybe go at the back end of Vivid if you're going to go to Vivid, Shannon, because just at the moment it's <laughs> way too busy. And I know what you're like. I don't think you're going to like standing with those thousands of people either. No, not at all. Um, so we are obviously here today to have a chat about the upcoming uh australian trials for the world champs coming up um as we do this podcast um shannon's a few days away from from leaving but we thought we'd have a quick chat about the trials themselves um shannon's athletes and how he's looking at at that meet and and how they're all tracking we're going to obviously go through the program a little bit we're not going to go through every single event but we'll try and flick through and, and have a bit of a chat about certain events that maybe pique our interest and, and athletes that uh, we're interested in, in seeing how they go. Um, Shannon, as we talk about this, you know, as I said, we're a few days away. Uh, this is something that you've been planning on and targeting for a while now. We know when we went back even to probably one of our first chats when we talked about getting ready for open championships and things like that you identified pretty early on that that wasn't a, a high priority that this was the priority for the season uh and a, a target in your you know program and steps along the way how's it all tracking and and are you excited is this a sort of time do you get excited around this time when you've when what you set as the goal you're coming up to to see how you go yeah yeah definitely um I was, just, I was just saying to someone the other day, um, they said, oh, we, you know, there's someone in my family, will, will you get anyone on the team? And I said, no, nah, I don't think so. <laughs> um, but we're just trying to move forward, you know. So um, if we can go there, move forward again, then that's a good thing. Um, and and I said, um, I, I actually, and Ron rang me yesterday and I said to him, we've, we've had a pretty good season. Probably had more PBs in season this year than I could, than the last couple, um, at least the last three years. Um, and so it'll be interesting to see how how we go. Uh, being a tapered meet, like I, I rested for a few days, you know, for the Southport meet, um, and basically, yeah, three day type rest. So 
it's been a good season. Um, you know, if we can make another step forward, I'll be pretty happy. So, how many athletes do you have uh, heading down to Melbourne, Shannon? Um, who haven't I got going? Ten. I got ten going. Nice. So three staying staying back. Um, so uh, one of them had qualified, but um, she's a bit too young to to go. So I mm. kept her back. And, um, but yeah, ten are going. Um, and Bronte Bronte Campbell's going to have a swim, so she's entered in the hundred free and the fifty free. Yeah, that'll be exciting to see. This is what her sort of second hit out since she's been back. She did the the fifty at uh, Sydney Open, obviously, where she went twenty four nine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, that was what four weeks ago. So she's been back. Uh, I, I maybe ten weeks, eleven weeks, something like that. So hopefully she's made another step forward. Certainly looks like she has in training. So, um, but we'll see. Um, that then, yeah, as we all know, that you know, two very, very strong events for Australia. So, mm. but she's not there to make make this team or anything. She's just there to have another race. Mm. Part of her progression and her her return back, which uh, we talked about last week. Sometimes when you've got that name attached to you, like Bronte Campbell, that's worldwide. That's a brand, really, in in swimming here in Australia. Bronte Campbell and the Campbell sisters. So. Um, it, it's always, you know, there's that element of expectation anyway and no one really pays attention. Oh, this is her second swim back. So for her, that's obviously just a part of her journey. So um, and her, her re- you know, return to the pool and where she's got her, her eyes set for, for obviously next year. Um, was we, we're going to get into it and, as I said, we're going to sort of roll through it and just talk about certain events and ones that pique our interest. And we're starting with the 200 I am for the girls, um, mainly because I see Kayla Hardy's there, so I thought we might as well start with that anyway. Um, Kayla McEwen, um, Ella Ramsey, uh, there's some pretty good swimmers. Jenna Forrester, Abby Harkin, there's some pretty good swimmers in and around this. Firstly, how's how's Kayla going leading into this? Uh, yeah, good. So, you know, um, at the uh, Sydney meet, you know, whatever it was, four weeks ago, she... She did a PB in this event, 2.15.0, which was, uh, I think, about a 0.8 drop. Um, so uh, she's been swimming well. Uh, she's had a little bit of illness, um, which is unusual for Kayla. Um, she's pretty robust, uh, but she got sick off the back of that meet um, for the second time in probably two months, really. So, yeah. Uh, but having said that, she's everything's going pretty good, and um, it'd be good if she can get under this two fifteen. Mm. Um, in terms of obviously the trials, making teams, you know, you'd be if Kaylee uh, jumps in there and does it, you'd be hard pressed to see anybody beating her. We obviously know if we go back to twenty twenty one, she didn't swim this at the Olympics. Is this something you think that they're targeting for twenty twenty four to make sure she's able to put this in her repertoire to have a pretty full program come Paris? Well, I mean, yeah, I haven't, I'm not privy to that sort of info, but I would think, you know, looking at, you know, this event certainly aligns with, with um, 
with Kaylee, she's only like what one second off the world record there. Um, so um, I, I can't remember what the Olympic program looks like, but I think the two hundred IM is earlier in the event, unless they've changed it and uh, trying to back Slater. So, so yeah, it's and, and yeah, with the speed that she has, and she's she's across all four strokes really. So um, I think at the moment she's our fastest breaststroker in the country. So, yeah, well, so, that, and that's what I mean. She's she's becoming uh, so versatile, and I think that's what surprised us um, last time. Was I think she went close to the world record in the IM or whatever it was at trials. Mm. So everyone was yeah. you know, doing star jumps, and then uh, yeah, she she they made the decision with Coach Chris Mooney at the time to to not do that. And, yeah, just based off her programming lately and seeing the races she's doing, I, I feel like that's there's been a shift a little bit and it's it's more along the lines of, well, we, we've got to get you ready to 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 be up for a fully big program. So um, that'll be interesting to see. Uh, another race that we're just having a look at here is the women's 100-metre butterfly. Uh, obviously, Emma McKeon uh, there. I, I see uh, one of your girls there shannon bianca fuller oh yeah bianca's yeah she's a breaststroker and actually she was talking to me there's only like eight minutes between the turner am and she's in the last heat of the turner am and this event so we're going to make a call um on this uh closer to the day so i don't think she's going to do both um so I'll probably just see uh, what I think is going to suit her. She's the best events in China Breast, so I'll probably make a call in line with that. Abby Webb is in this event as well. She's back from the States. Uh, she got back about a month ago, mm. um, and she's she's not returning to America. So uh, really, she's um, she's back here, and uh, in my eyes. Yeah, she'll be getting ready for next year. So uh, her fifty nine zero that's from the last Olympic trials, actually. So um, when she did that time, so it'd be nice to see if she can get under under the minute, and because she, she's only been under the minute on the one occasion. So um, just having a look at this, it's going to be um, obviously Emma's got that sort of standout time. Brianna Throssell fifty seven one. And Alexandra Perkins there, I see 57.6, but there's a, a cast of thousands there that are around that 58 uh, mid, 58 low. So that's going to be an interesting final in terms of uh, second, third, fourth. Um, even you've got Bella Grant there, 59. I see Lizzie Deckers, um, Olivia Wunsch from Carlisle there, 59 low. Just uh, some of the young New South Wales swimmers coming through. Lily McPherson. Um, yeah. But, yeah, no, there's definitely some, you know, uh, Brianna Throssell, Jenna Cooney. Um, so it's it's going to be a fairly t- tight race in that final outside maybe the top two. Yeah, well, I mean, as I said, um, Abby went 59-0 at the 2021 Olympic trials and she was fourth in that race. And, yeah, looking at it, probably event I wouldn't have said has moved forward that much but looking at it it, it, it certainly looks like it has doesn't it so um mm. so that's a good thing um there's plenty of people under the minute so uh and there's a few 
58s popping up here and there and you got three under 58 so it it's probably had a bit had its time as a weaker event for a little while but it certainly looks like it's strengthening up yeah well it's a, look and, it, and we all know you've got to do it on the day and and the program doesn't really mean anything some people are coming in sick injured some people are going to go faster slower so we get that but yeah, as you said, just having a look across the board, it's it's really good signs to see that um, th- that event is really strengthening up. Uh, event number four, and as I said, we're going to try and not go through it slowly in every single event, but just certain ones are going to pique our interest. Uh, the men's 400 freestyle, um, I think this will be an interesting race uh, just in terms of is there going to be a changing of the guard, Sam Short, um, you heard it he first a few years ago, by the way. I told you all he was going to be coming through and you should keep an eye on him. Uh, and we've been proven to be correct. Uh, he's obviously coming in ranked first. You've got Mac Horton there, Brendan Smith, Elijah Winnington, uh, Tommy Neal, Tommy Hulk. Um, some, some sort of <laughs> – that's going to be a, an interesting race in terms of the final as well. And, and I guess more piquing my interest, are we, are we going to see – a changing of the guard is it going to be elijah stepping up what do you what do you think i mean this is just purely just you having a look and having a chat shannon i know you don't have inside info or background in terms of their training and it's just us sort of having a look at it but when you see that is that how you see it is this an opportunity for the young swimmers to i guess come through yeah we're well, just looking at the age sam short he's he's only 19 isn't he so mm. he's four years younger than elijah He's actually younger than everybody, isn't he? Mm. Uh, Josh, Josh Staples is the next one. But all, everyone else is twenty or over. I mean, Thomas Neal, he's a good, very good swimmer. Three forty-four is twenty-one. Um, it'd be interesting to see if he steps up. Uh, he, he's been on and off with sickness and stuff over the last few years, and obviously training partner for Sam Short. So. And Sam is unbelievable. That three forty-two, very, very good swim. Uh, well, eight weeks ago now it must have been that Southport mm. meet. So, and a few people, you know, were thinking, oh, he must have been rested and stuff like that. So we'll we'll see at this one. Yeah, no, it's definitely it's going to be a good final. I always do. I enjoy the four hundred uh, with the games, the gamesmanship. Who takes it out? Who sits in the middle? Who drops back? Um, there's a little bit, a few more games to be played there. So I always enjoy watching that. Um, for what it's worth, yeah, I, I do think it's going to be a time for Sam Short to come through. I think Elijah Winnington's still going to be thereabouts. He's had enough experience at the big meets as well. So whether it's one and two, I think they're your one and two. Just you can flip a coin yeah. to see who's who it's going to be um, the other way around. Do you want to talk about the, the women's 400 free? Uh, what have we got? <coughs> Pardon Three. me. Ariane. Is there oh, Matty Goff? It's going to be a good race for the second, isn't it? Yeah, well, you've got um, Kia Melvedon, um, Leah Neal, um, obviously Lani Pallister's starting to, you know, hit her stride um, as she's, she's sort of recovered from all her illnesses and ailments that she had um, post-COVID and all that sort of stuff. So she's hitting her stride there as well. Yeah, Maddie Goff, Tamsin Cook's always thereabouts. Yeah, you would think um, you're going to have to swim 
Yeah, we've talked about this event a fair bit on a world stage. But, you know, you want to make that Olympic team next year, you've got to be thinking 4 0 mm. So, I mean, yeah. you've got Mia, uh, sorry, uh, Kia on 4.03.1. Leah Neal, it's probably her second event, but she's 4.04. Lani's 4.02. Tasman Cook, 4.04. Maddie Goff. Or a five, but I mean, she's open water, Maddie, really, isn't she? So, yeah, you've probably got two or three people that would be looking for that second spot. So, yeah, it's yeah. going to be a it's going to be a close race for second for sure. Mm. Um, and and this is always interesting too because there's a there's obviously a few swimmers here that we didn't get to see race as much uh, this year. So I I don't know. Ariane didn't go to the Southport meet the Australian champs. In April, did she? Or did she? Area. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> Just, did she? As I said it, I think maybe she did, but I don't know. This is weird. Yeah, I think, I think she did. Okay. Yeah. Oh, she okay. wasn't, definitely wasn't at the Sydney meet. Yeah. Um, None of the, the, the St. Peter's guys weren't there, so. No. Well, it's going to be a good race. Uh, that's for sure. And one that I think the gap, you know, we always talk about the premiership window for um, for for rugby league teams, and there's certain swimmers I think in that age group back there that um, the the window in terms of them they're getting a little bit older, and the younger ones are coming up. So again, I think that we're getting to that stage where it's going to be a changing of the guard at some point, which is always an exciting time for swimmers because it's for swimming in general. Uh, but for Australia, it's usually, and you can attest to this, you came through in that era where. It was all put, everyone was pushing each other. That that's when the best results come, isn't it? When you've got the younger ones coming up, pushing the older ones who have been there and they've done that and they've already established themselves as legends. But uh, it's not as easy anymore because the young ones are nipping on their heels. Yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, I mean, maybe for next year that Jamie Perkins, who's eighteen, so four oh six. You'd have to think she can. She can. Uh, You'd like to think she'll drop it as well. So mm. no, age on the side. I was just seeing that men's hundred back. They're about half a second off the qualifying time. So they're going to have to step up. But obviously they'll take they'll take someone for the relay. So if they, if if yeah, I'm sure they'll put the relay team in. So yeah, well, obviously you know we always look at um, events, and you mentioned the hundred fly. Obviously, for the females, is looking a lot stronger. Um, this is obviously an event where just even on paper, as you said, they're not at that qualifying time. Is this something that we we need to be looking at and focusing on? <coughs> Pardon me, uh, here in Australia, in terms of the the men's backstroke. Oh, absolutely. I mean, it's plenty of fifty fours. But they've, you know, they've, they've got to go fifty-two, haven't they? So, um, how many people have you got going fifty-three? One. It's not good. <laughs> I think we'll leave it at that. <laughs> oh, great commentary! All right, now we've got the the women's hundred breaststroke, um, and obviously, you know, I'll I'll pull up here because I know you're you're obviously known for your coaching in breaststroke, and and especially with the females as well. Um, how do you see this? And and you've got some swimmers in here as well. Yeah, yeah. So what's the qualifying time? Six four again. 
this is probably similar to the men's backstroke. Um, we're at the fastest qualifiers half a second off. Now, two top breaststrokers aren't, uh, aren't swimming. There's a few people not swimming at this meet, actually. Um, Zach is 30s. Uh, mm-hmm. I heard a couple of days ago he's not swimming, and Will Yang's not swimming, I heard. Okay. So and then you've got two breaststrokers out, so that's four. Me. Yeah, but when, as I said to my guys, when, whenever, um, you know, that, that, those, these things happen. Mm. It's not over until the gun goes. And um, so you've got to be Yeah, so Chelsea, Chelsea Hodges and Jenna Strauss uh, obviously aren't there and they're usually battling it out, aren't they, for the 50 and the 100 uh, breaststrokes, as you say. Yeah, when, when opportunity, the door opens for opportunity, it's, it's going to be interesting to see who, who steps up and, and opens it. Yeah. Um, oh, Tara Kinder, lane three in the third heat. She's still swimming. Oh, yeah, that's good to see. Um, so, uh, what are you, yeah, I've got a few breaststrokers, but they're not at, you know, making team. The qualifying time six four, and the fastest mm. qualifier is 6'8". So, again, they've got to make a big drop just to qualify. Um, so, and I would think... You know, one of the options they'll be looking at is, you know, Molly, um, Molly swimming the backstroke and Hayley might end up swimming the breaststroke. So, so it's up to those girls. Someone there needs to change their mind. Mm. No, 100%, uh, especially with, yeah, Kaylee's versatility at the moment. Uh, mate, the men's 200-metre freestyle, as we can see it here, we go through and, the standouts, obviously, from Heat 1, um, Alex Graham, still rocking and rolling at 28. God bless him. There's 145, trained at Miami. Tommy Neal's there. Kai Taylor, uh, Sam Short again, next to King Kyle Chalmers. Flynn Southam, that's going to be an, an interesting race and see how Flynn keeps progressing and coming through. He's been obviously touted as the star prodigy coming through and he's sort of getting to that level now, isn't he, that, He's not sort of the one coming through. He's sort of next to them now, and, and it's probably only a matter of time or a matter of a question. Is he going to step up and go past them? Yeah. Um, you'd hope to think that the top four all go 145 or better. Mm. Um, and that would be nice for the relay. Uh, and then your fifth and sixth at 146. Kyle Taylor, so you know Haley's Haley Lewis's son, so he's having a great season. So he's really, I think, stepped up this year. So um, he's the right age, and you know, especially looking at next year. So it, it'd be good for him to get on the team. Uh, the experience of a world champs the year before the Olympics will do him well. Yeah, so. Elijah Winnington, one forty-five five as well. Um, Charlie Hawk, I see there, back from America to race. Yeah, so with Zach being out, there's it's definitely opened it a little bit, but um, yeah, yeah, no, it'll definitely be interesting. And and again, it's it's one of those ones that there's some games to be played in and around there. Um, the women's hundred backstroke, you'd be 
We've got a visitor from Great Britain. There you go. Oh, Cassie Wild, yeah. She's she's a two hundred seven girl from years ago. So, um, I mean, she's been she's been training in Australia all all, uh, all year. Just hasn't, you know. I think she's been sort of like sixty threes, and I don't even know what she's been doing for the two hundreds. But she, she's um, she's got some good PBs to her name. So we'll see if she gets back to her best. But she's been training at Bond, I think, and um, I. I remember her from when I was at Edinburgh. So. Mm. Uh, there's definitely, yeah, some uh, some quality around. And you mentioned it before, obviously, with Molly O'Callaghan, and you know, she's been coming through, obviously, for a few years now. And we obviously watch her Olympic time with the freestyle and all that stuff, but certainly progressing um, with her 100 back as well. So, yeah, you're quite right in terms of looking at that relay. Uh, if she can progress to, to be in and around Kaylee. That it would free that up to give that breaststroke position to Kaylee if she was the fastest breaststroker. Mm. Thanks, yeah, for that. Uh, Thanks for that, Shannon. <laughs> I was just reading. She went one of six in Victoria, didn't she? And then uh, she won the 200 breaststroke at Southport. So. <laughs> Sometimes, just for the listeners, I don't know sometimes whether Shannon just doesn't agree with me or he's fallen asleep from my conversation. <laughs> when he goes, mm, I think he either didn't <laughs> like what I just said or he wasn't actually listening. <laughs> oh, it's good times. Um, mate, it's not. You and Elsa can have a chat. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm sure she. No, I can tell you the times he says, mm, mm. Um, <laughs> We'll flick through that one, the men's 50 fly. That's not that exciting. I mean, it's exciting for them. Um, is there any event, mate, that you're looking forward to to watching? We'll, I'll pull up here at the, the women's 200 freestyle because that's going to be a good race as well. Yeah, I mean, this was a cracker, wasn't it, at um, Southport? So, yeah, this would be a good race to watch. Is Emma McKeon doing it? Don't think so. Look like it. Yeah. So, um, so you'd probably think it's just between the three girls who swam it in um, Southport, but you know, will the order be the same? Uh, Ariane's been fifty-three-zero, so we'll see where she's at. World records fifty-two-nine-eight, two thousand and nine. Oh, look, on my birthday, twenty-ninth of the seventh, two thousand and nine. Told you I was always overseas. <laughs> Jody Jody won the world championships in 05 in Canada on my birthday. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Um, what a birthday. I went out, and bought, went out and bought this watch. So, oh. <laughs> <laughs> so um, but it'd be nice to see that 09 world record go. So Yeah, that, that, that was the world champs where every man and his dog got a world record, wasn't it? Yeah, and I think from memory, Pellegrini, she swam with two suits on for that one. So Did she just? <laughs> yeah. One's never enough. <laughs> no, no, absolutely not. No, but you're quite right. In this, this the women's 200 freestyle, and uh, we, we look back, obviously, we spoke about the women's 100 fly, but uh, and then the, the level and the standard that's coming through, this is definitely going to be a really, really 
uh, hot final, even if Ariane's a little bit ahead of the others, but um, that race behind her uh, is going to be on for sure. You've got Lani Pallister, Maddie Wilson, Kayla McEwen's in there as well, Molly O'Callaghan, Kia Melvin, Meg Harris. Uh, Meg Harris can swim. So um, Brianna Throssell, Shana Jacks in the in the heats here, um, and Leah Neal obviously uh, was in the, the Olympics relay, the 4 by 2 Mm. Yeah, the I mean, I'm just looking at the times. Here. I mean, yeah, Meg Harris being one fifty six two, and she did a good swim in that fifty three, twenty four two nine, uh, four weeks ago. So she's in good form. Uh yeah. I mean, you're going to have to go one fifty six low just to make the top six. Mm. This event's almost as strong as the the one hundred free. Yeah. So you'd think next year you've got to go one fifty five. Yeah. No, absolutely. I think, um, you know, as we sort of touched on before, I think we're sort of hitting that time here in swimming in Australia where the levels and the standards are certainly going to start being lifted. You know, everyone's got their eyes on 2024. You're seeing the standard even just through there um, with you having a look at these times and going, oh, okay. So to go top six, you have to go pretty quick. So everyone's going to be having to to step up and lift those standards uh, 100%. Um, yeah, as I just sort well, of, it's it's heats finals, isn't it? So they're gonna, it's gonna be on in the heats in some events. And if you're not ready in the morning, you will find yourself in an outside lane or watching. Yeah. No, absolutely. It gets yeah, that's it gets almost back to age group level, doesn't it? Where you age nationals, where you've almost you got to do a big PB to get in the final. And then you've you've got to try and do your best, um, mate. The men's hundred free uh, event nineteen. What do you think of this one? Yeah, not as ex- not as exciting as the uh, women's, but um, you know, probably where the excitement will lies from you know second to seventh. I think so. You got a pile of forty eights. Um, be nice to see. Two forty sevens, at least. Um, yeah, and, and look, yeah, I think in a in a year's time, I think you'll probably have three guys going forty seven. If you, if we had two this year, that'd be nice. Three, it obviously you know, proved me wrong, but um, I see forty eight two Lynn. You got forty eight four from Kai. Matt Temple forty eight zero. Yeah. He hasn't been swimming the lights out, so whether he can make a you know good drop if he's been training and stuff, and if he can make a drop in his taper, so I mean, on paper, looking at that, you've got probably it's it's possible that you could have four people going forty seven next year, really. Mm. So, so um. Cam McAvoy, 48-4. Has he done that recently? I'm not sure. I'm not sure. But I was yeah. gonna just I was just gonna bring his name up because <clears throat> he's he's been uh, in and around a few articles lately, obviously heading to or trying to head to another Olympics. Um at twenty nine, um that that's that's very commendable still because at twenty nine you've got life to live, you've got all the things you're you're doing in and around it. Um it's still it's still a big commitment. Yeah, I mean, 
Well, Alex Popov, he he won the 50 and 100 free in 2003 uh, at 32 years of age. So um, so he's not too old, but, mm. yeah, it's just a matter of what, what else you're doing. Um, yeah. Oh, I don't mean he's too old. He's, he's still looking like he did probably five or six years ago. Like he doesn't look, look like he's actually changed that much. But I just mean in terms of obviously over the years his life would have changed and, in, in, you know, he, he yeah. used to be a uni student. Now I'm sure he's you know, practising all the things that he went to. He was very smart, isn't he, scientific and, and uh, physics and all that sort of stuff. So uh, it's it's Is more – yeah, yeah, he's super clever. He's super clever, Cam. Really? Yeah. Him and Jan Albrecht should get together and have a chat. Maybe they could come up with a new book. Uh, <laughs> I've never felt more silly than having – when we went and had dinner with Jan Albrecht and his wife and – Jan was trying to talk to me about stuff and I just thought, mate, I'm from Campbelltown. I'm not meant to be at this table. This is just, we're not on the saddle. And they were super nice too. They were really nice. Um, as we scroll along, uh, for anyone who's listening, because you can't see, we've literally just got the program up, um, sharing the screen and we're, we're having a little look, see through as we roll through um, the women's 800. I think that'll be a, an interesting final for sure. Yeah, you've three be, good girls there. Yeah, that'll be a bit closer than the four and the two for sure because, mm. um, uh, you know, there's there's definitely the, the bridge is a little bit closer to Ariane in the 800 and I think sometimes there's always that question for Ariane if she wants that as much as she wants the others and then the yeah. question is do the girls want to get, do they see that and is that one that they target? So it's always a, a tough ask being at the top and that's why i think you know we've always respected someone like Ariel, katie ledecky who's obviously had the target on their back for so many years in so many events to just keep stepping up uh the women's 200 breaststroke that's that's another one that um one of your favorite events shannon formerly coached the world record there yes so uh what is it now? Seventeen five. Yeah, interesting. <laughs> the um, uh, like I said. So, what's the fastest call? Abby Harkin. She's got. She's the fastest qualified for the fifty. Uh, sorry, the hundred and the two hundred. Mm. The twenty three five and the qualifying times twenty three nine. So she's under it. Um, and then there's quite a bit of a drop back to two twenty six zero. 226 one is third. Yeah, so yeah, really, yeah, it's an event that's it's just been sitting in the same spot for nearly 20 years, hasn't it? So yeah. um, you know, even taking Lisa out of it, um, you know, it's yeah, it just has not moved. But um, you know, I talked about that a fair bit. When I did a breaststroke presentation, and yeah, the fact that coaches were so surprised at how uh, long that Russian girl's stroke was, and I said, you know, that that's been around for ten years, and the fact that you don't know that is, uh, <laughs> you know, I, sh I shook my head and I'll say no more. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, no, it's definitely. I think. And, and it's for far smarter people than uh, myself to look at. But definitely, as you if you scroll through these, 
there's definitely events that are showing themselves to need room for uh, growth and, and development. Uh, there's some super strong events, you can tell already, uh, as we're about to discuss right now with the women's 100-metre uh, freestyle. What's the world record for 100 free now? What is the world record? There it is, 5171. Oh, yeah. Sarah Schustrom. Emma's swimming this, yeah. Yeah, so we just to roll through it, so you've got uh, in heat one there, Ariane's in this one as well, 53. So Emma McKeon, Maddie Wilson, Leah Neal, uh, heat two, you go to Molly O'Callaghan, Meg Harris, uh, Hannah Casey's a good young swimmer from up there in, in Brisbane that's coming through, um, super tall, super tall. Um, Bronte Campbell, uh, Shana Jack, um, Olivia Wunsch, again, another young swimmer coming through. So uh, the strength of this is also not just how fast they're going to go, but how fast the girls that are coming through are already going behind them, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, just looking, um, yeah, like, so you got, you know, one, Olivia's swum really well this season, hasn't she? So 54.017 is, is a very good time. Um, the, oh, you got Ariane's been 53.6. So you got three under 53 in the first heat with Leah Neal, 54.1. So that's three. Another three in the second heat, under 54. Well, Bronte, uh, let's just, uh, she's certainly not at, at that level at the moment. So, um, yeah, so you've really only got two, but Perkins has been, uh, not Perkins, I want you at 54. Yeah, so if you think that you're going to have at least 10 people uh, in the 53 or better camp uh, and possibly more next year. So, but, you know, uh, whether what will it take to make the final? You might, you may not have to get under 54 to make the final, but you'd want to be pretty close to it. So, yeah, absolutely. Uh, well, that, that's what I mean. So, those 17 year old girls that we talk about there, uh, Hannah Casey, uh, Olivia Wunsch, obviously, uh, from Nutter Wanning as well, Isabella Boyd. Um, there's some really good young swimmers coming through that might not quite crack it in that final, um, in the A final this year, but they're definitely pushing through. And you give them another year to, to train and develop and get bigger and get stronger, and they're going to be hungry. Um, I think next year's trials is going to be one to be watching. Uh, that is well, they're the dangerous ones too, aren't they? At meets like this, so you know if you go in with a fifty-four-zero and uh, you know you're not quite ready to go, and you're a fifty-three-four or fifty-three mid swimmer, and the fifty-four-zero person in the heats puts up a fifty-three-seven and knocks out the fifty-three-five girl who only went fifty-three-nine, so. That's where things can sort of get interesting. And um, so it's up to the young ones to put the pressure on the older ones by being ready in the heats and not swimming off the so-called uh, faster swimmer, you know. Mm. Their job is to get in there in the heat and, yeah, disrupt uh, the establishment. Mm. Well, it's going to be interesting to watch. I think this year is still going to be 
super um, tight as well. But I, yeah, I can I can see next year is definitely going to be mouth watering in terms of those younger ones coming up and uh, the older ones still as hungry as they once were uh, for that Olympic dream. Um, mate, the men's fifty free splash and dash. Cam McAvoy is uh, the fastest qualifier. Um, what do you think about the 50 free? Um, yeah, a lot of 22s, but um, 22 seconds has been around a hell of a long time. Mm. So, you know, as I pointed out, in the 80s, you had two men going 21, two Americans, Matt Biondi and Tom Yeager. Uh, so let's not get too excited about 21.8. Yeah. <laughs> you know, what's, what's the world record? 20.9. Yeah. So, Caesar. Uh, Caesar from yeah. 2009. Commonwealth records 21.1. Yeah. So that's really. A, yeah. Ash Callas. That's, that's a, that is a, uh, a time that stood for a while, 21.1. Yeah, so he, he's got the Australian record. Ben Proud's got the Commonwealth record um, from 2018. So, you know, you, yeah, you've got to be going. You, you're not even in the ballpark if you swim in 22. So, um, so I think uh, it's, it's quite crowded at the 22 mark, but... 22 just so doesn't cut it. Just a question on it then, because we're sort of we're, we're at that topic. Why not? Um, how do we progress that event? It's obviously an event that it seems that we've always had a few 21s around there, so a couple of outliers that are, are going quick. But in terms of the standard pushing forward, um, is there something that we could be doing more of? I feel like we, you know, we became fairly sprint orientated anyway as a country over the over the last years so is there is there just something we're missing or uh well could be i i and i don't know because you know i'm not wandering around programs um so other people you know who visit programs would have a better idea uh but i i do remember uh a sports scientist who uh isn't working in australia anymore and he was, um, he'd worked around the world uh, and he's in Canada now. Um, he wasn't directly saying it to me, but I I was in the conversation and he was saying that he didn't feel that there was any programs uh, doing a, a specific 50-metre style program. So th this is going back to 2018. So, um I think Ash Callis is is certainly uh, thinking about this event. Mm -hmm. um, so, uh, you know, and he certainly knows this event. So, uh, so that'll that, that'll be good for the future. Uh, he's got a young guy who's been twenty one. So, um, but I I, I know, um, yeah, he, he's he's. He probably lacks a little bit of experience and needs a bit more experience. I think his start's got to get a bit better. But you know, it, it's to go twenty-one. You 
it's not too many people go 21 without sort of yeah really doing some specific work to do this so yeah um it's not one of those events where you know i think you can just sort of train for the 100 and hope that your 50 is going to be fast enough so if you want to be really competitive you know the difference between 21 low and 21 high is a long way yeah (laughs) at that speed yeah well as you said especially at that level isn't it so this is the open level it's not the age group level where as you said yeah you can have a a good fast 100 swimmer who can drop back and still do a quick 50 and especially when you're trying to push these limits um that we're talking about um you know maybe more he's targeting the 50 isn't he so yeah from from what i um i've heard so you know he he might be able to drop to a 21.5 or something at this meet. So mm-hmm. who knows? Um, but, yes, he's he's specifically training for it. You've probably got two or three people in the country who are, are you know, specifically training for it. Mm. So uh, it's mate, certainly uh, got to jump forward. Yeah. No, no. Well, yeah, as you said, we've, we've got, you know, with Ash Callis, their coaching on the Gold Coast, you've got people obviously uh, identifying it and pushing forward. It just seems to be as you said, in our country, one that hasn't progressed as, as much over recent years. We've still had good swimmers, don't get me wrong, I'm not saying that, but we just, you know, you, you look at the other some of the other events and we're pushing the boundaries of those world records and, and pushing the world where 53, we're sort of still not quite pushing that. Well, I think too many people think 22 is fast, you know. Like, I think if, whether you're a coach or an athlete, when you start thinking you're going pretty quick, well, you stop moving forward. So, <laughs> That's, you, Write that down, people. That's life advice too from Shannon. That is life advice. That's not 50-free advice. When you think you're going pretty good, well, that's when you stop moving. I like it, Shannon. I like it. Uh, mate, the women's 400, individual medley. Uh, and I stop here, obviously because uh, your involvement in this in this event um, coming up. But the, just recently we've had um, the progression of that world record, which is what's caught my attention here. So Summer McIntosh has just moved the bar to 425.87. Um, we talk about being off the in terms of where the standard's at. She's just set the standard. Uh, I think the closest in what I'm looking at it here at the moment, just on paper, so we don't know how people are going to swim at this meet coming up and they might get drops and uh, and they might get closer. But Jenna Forrester, 435, so that's a good 10 seconds off. It, does that just show how good that Summer McIntosh world record was, though? Oh, it's, yeah, it's awesome, isn't it? Um, Steph Rice. Uh, I'm pretty sure she had that world record at 4.29.4, um, almost positive. So so it's moved three and a half seconds in, uh, what, 15 years? So 4.25, yeah, I mean, I, I'm pretty sure. I haven't seen the latest world rankings, but is there is there anyone else under 4.30 at the moment? Yeah, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. So she's she's a long way in front, and then you've got yeah Jenna Forrest four thirty five zero. So and then Kia at four thirty six, and then it drops back to four forty four. 
by Ella Ramsey and Kayla Hardy. So, so you got two girls way out in front there. So, yeah, no, absolutely. As I said, I might bring it up because that is something that's just been knocked off uh, this year in uh, in March by Summer McIntosh, and it was a very impressive swim. Uh, we'll wrap it up soon, mate. What about hey, the men? Hey, is that still Pardon? Daly is not ended in that event, so they made a decision by the looks of it. So has she done the four hundred IM before? Haley, yeah, yeah, she swam at. Um, I mean, that, the talk on pool deck was would she get under four thirty and and give Steph Rice Australian record a nudge? So, okay. um, so the qualifying times four thirty eight five, and so you would think two people. We'll get under that, and so they've probably drawn a line through that event for the worlds. Yeah, well, I, I guess just looking at Kaylee's program too. I think I saw her in the fifty back and hundred back, and there's there's a few. So I guess there's when you're that versatile, there's there's going to be a few yeah. events that that just might not make the cut. And as you said, they would have looked at it and crunched the numbers. Uh, the men's hundred fly. Um, as we get closer to the end of this program, um, Matt Temple, Kyle Chalmers, um, Sean Champion, Cody Simpson. Be interesting to see how he goes. David Morgan, still there, 51 6. Uh, Alex Quash, back from America, 53. A little bit off with the, the faster boys there, but we'll see how he's going to go. Um, how do you see this one? Yeah, it's well. It's probably Matt, Matt Temple's time uh, event to lose, isn't it? Fifty point four. He's a fair way in front. Uh, he's got a good second on on the rest of the field. It's going to be close for the minor medals. Uh, and let's just hope Matt can get back to that fifty point form because uh, they're going to need him in that relay. Yeah, well, he was doing. You know, I, I think you go back to the Olympic trials and then the games and, and he was certainly on fire at that point coming through and he, he mm. did pretty well um following that but yeah I, I guess it's always hard to stay at that level and then go beyond it isn't it so and we don't know whether he's had injuries or illnesses or um a bit of a break or time off or whatever it is but 100 percent um in terms of the depth of the relays as well for them for the boys um we need him to absolutely be firing because He's a weapon uh, for sure. Uh, Kyle Chalmers, it'll be interesting to, to see how he goes. This is something that I guess, especially on social media, he's been targeting for a while, saying he's becoming a butterfly. Um, so it'll be you know interesting to see uh, if he's able to, because there's a few guys around that 51 mid, isn't there? So it's not a given. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So, um, yeah, there's what probably three. Four people, four people, and you've got two or well, one spot. So, um, so even, yeah, that's going to be quite exciting. But, um, you know, it'd be good if some of those guys could drop half a second and get close to breaking 51. Um, because it's probably what's required. But that puts a bit of pressure on Matt Temple and. Mm -hmm. Well, fifty-one two eight's the QT, isn't it? Yeah, yep. So 
So they've all got to drop under that. Yeah. Uh, now, you're always going to have Kyle doing the, the freestyle leg, so mm. that really doesn't – if Kyle, Kyle makes – say Kyle gets second in this event, like it's neither here nor there for the relay because yeah. he's just going to be doing the free. So, um, Interesting so yeah, question need- for you, Shannon, coming up. Mr. Cody Simpson, he's in and around it. Mm-hmm. He's not far off it. We seem to. This is a. Is this a big meet for him? Do you think to step up, or how do you see this meet for him? Uh yeah. So what's he been to? He's been to a Commonwealth Games. Yep. I, I don't think he was at the World Champs, was he? I don't think so. I think he went Com Games. No. So. Um, so obviously, if he made a world championship meet, that would be a step up. But I, I actually think, um, yeah, he needs to go overseas and, and race. Uh, um, yeah, he won't be able to do a man Austrian because that's been so. You know, I would be thinking, yeah, World Cups in October. Um, just get over and 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 get some repeated experience in a short period of time. Mm. Um, so whether he makes his world team or not, that's that's what I think he'd be doing. He should be doing uh, because you know he's come back into the sport at an older age. He's missed a lot of racing, so um, but yeah, fifty-one-seven. He's done quite well, to be honest, hasn't he? Um, oh, hundred percent. That's why I bring it up because I f- I feel like he was progressing, progressing, progressing as as you sort of do when you're coming back in. So he's he's building himself back up. They're doing a phenomenal job up there. Um, with Bowley. So I feel like he's just kind of stopped at this point where he's just not where he probably wanted to be, if that makes sense. He's not far off it, but he, he probably, mm. if he was going to f- sort of ease up and I want to say plateau, cause he could go down there and knock this off and, and make a liar of me, but he's sort of flattened probably just short of where he wanted to, if that makes sense. Yeah. So obviously it's hard to tell, isn't it? Yeah. In season. Um, but I just sort of think uh, a World Cups or a Man Austrian would do him the world of good from a race experience. So, because you know that execution and that the whole you, you can find half a second just by you know a little bit here and a little bit there, um, and that come those sorts of things come down to experience and also. Just, just being behind the block more often um, can help, you know, uh, with relaxing the nerves and things like that. So, um, there you go. Yeah. However go. he goes, whether he makes the world's team or not, I'd be thinking he uh, World Cups would do him a world of good. That's great advice. Maybe he might listen to this podcast. You never know. Bowley, Bowley's probably a big yeah. listener to this podcast. on his walks along the beach he probably just puts in the shannon rollison podcast so you might get a phone call later next week shannon mate what have you got are you sending people let's talk about this i like this idea um no it it is (laughs) yeah he probably was maybe you already knew that maybe that's why you threw that out there um (laughs) 
nah, and, and that sort of wraps up, I guess, our preview uh, of the, the World Champs trials coming up uh, next week. You can watch it on Nine Now, which is the app on your phone. You can watch it uh, on your phone or if you've got um, Chromecast, you can Chromecast it to your, your TVs. Um, I was hearing that obviously it's being televised on Nine now. I, I still think it's um, your regular Swimming Australia commentators for this one. I don't think Channel Nine have picked up the commentary for this one, um, but obviously Channel Nine have got the World Champs um, and and they'll be uh, all over that as well. But it will be interesting to watch. So yeah, if anyone wants to watch, it'll be on the Nine Now app. Um, which, as I said, you can just watch on your phone or you can Chromecast if you've got it on your on your TV, you've got the apps on your TV, fire away. Um, but, yeah, it is available to watch and it's going to be exciting. There's some really good races in there, Shannon, for sure, as we touched on some of those female events, especially are, are very, very tight. Yeah. Yeah, no, there's uh, the freestyle events in Australia uh, – a super strong and almost at world level right across, you know, the final. So, um, uh, which is great, makes for some good viewing. And um, but then the, we've got to uh, got to try and lift the standard in some of the other events. So, um, so you know, that can be a good thing one year out uh, for young aspiring. Um, Swimmers who are trying to, you know, wanting to make the Olympic team, um, you know, be sitting out one year out and going, actually, there's a few spots. So that, that's what I take from it. So um, you just got to be prepared to uh, work harder, um, work on the areas that you can make improvements on and um, and probably believe in yourself, really. So mm-hmm. that's what a lot of it comes down to. Well, have you got any contingency plans? Because it, it's an outdoor pool, isn't it? Yeah. So it's a bit. It's going to be a bit colder in Melbourne. Have you got contingency plans for the for your athletes to stay warm and? Yeah. So basically, um, what I'm thinking is, if um, Swimming Australia haven't got enough heaters, we're going to make a bonfire. <laughs> I like it. There is nothing better in winter than a, a, a good fire. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's uh, uh, let's hope it's just not raining, eh? So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I only brought it up because I know how excited you were to go to the outdoor pool in winter. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so I, I thought you'd have a contingency plan and you do. So there you go. So to all the coaches out there that are listening, if you – if you're getting cold um, during the week, just go find Shannon. He'll be, he'll be yeah. standing by his fire, toasting some and marshmallows. Bring, bring a piece of wood. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't come empty-handed. Bring some wood. Contribute. Put some wood on the fire. <laughs> help it out. Let's keep it going. Um, no, nah, look, um, yeah, good luck. We, we said it on the last week's podcast, but good luck to all the athletes and coaches uh, from all the states um, that are heading down to Melbourne for trials. Uh, hopefully you've all landed your planes and uh, everyone's ready to rock and roll and, and enjoy the experience down there. For As we said, for the young ones, it's obviously an experience and probably one, Shannon, their coaches are hoping stands them in good stead for next year when they're a year older and, and a year stronger as well. Yeah, that's right. So, you know, um, if you've got a four-year plan, 
um, it's all we're one year out, so it's it, it's good to see where you're at. Um, the uh, it's interesting. I, I had a swimmer, and, we, and we're trying. We're working on their dive, and um, uh, the swimmer said to me, "Oh, it it's all it's all happening a bit late." Um, you know, because she she made an improvement, but you know, ha- have we uh, have we cemented it? I said, "What do you mean? Is this your last swim ever?" And then they said, "No, no." I said, "Well, it's not too late then, is it?" <laughs> so keep it in perspective. Um, unless you're retiring, uh, yeah, and this is your last swim meet ever. You know, we've still got another year to go for this Olympiad anyway. So. Uh, and that having being said, you know, one thing I did notice uh, looking through there, Robbie, is uh, there's, there's a lot of people uh, are in their sort of 23-plus age, isn't there? So mm-hmm. um, that stood out to me big time. Uh, so there's going to be a changing of the guard um, after Paris. So this next Olympiad is going to be very interesting. No, hundred um, percent. That's that's as you, we said as we were going through. That's something that really stood out to to both of us. And it's not that the older athletes can't do it or do it as well. It's just that the younger ones coming through are, are certainly going to be hungrier because you know the other guys have been there, they've done it. These younger ones haven't been there. They want it. And and do the older athletes want to go through everything that they've gone through for so many years at that point to that level and. I guess it comes back to that question again, Shannon, that I asked you the first time we ever did a podcast, which was you climb Mount Everest. Why the hell would you want to climb it again? Uh, and and that's going to be the difference, I guess, next year for those top top athletes uh, like your Campbell sisters, like your Emma McKeons, your Kyle Chalmers, uh, your Ariane's, all those ones who have climbed and they've been at the peak. Um, and they've got a, they've looked up and they go, all right, let's let's go again, uh, and that's the difference. So no, you're absolutely right. It's going to be exciting this year. It's it's going to be even more exciting next year, um, even more exciting. Shannon, that oh, we'll still be going. The Shannon Rollison podcast is never ending. So we'll we'll, <laughs> we'll this is news to Shannon. He's like, what? <laughs> I thought we had a contract. <laughs> 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 so no, we will we will be uh, all over it, and uh, it's going to be exciting time. So as we said, yeah, good luck to all the coaches, or all the athletes that are heading down, um, and uh, we will see you all again next time. Shannon, to you, good luck, and uh, we'll talk to you after trials have happened. Yeah, thanks, Robbie. Hopefully, uh, I'll have a smile on my face when I get back. <laughs> see you, everyone. Have a great weekend. Bye. Today's episode of Off The Block Swimming Podcast is proudly brought to you by our great sponsors, DMC Fins. DMC Fins are the best training fins in the business. Just have a look around in everybody's kit bag on pool deck, and there's a pair of DMC Fins in there. Swimmers, surfers, they're all using DMC Fins as their choice of aquatic propulsion. Even superstar Cody Simpson is using DMC Fins to help with his training towards Paris 2024. Head over to dmcfins.com.au right now for all the latest deals and discounts on fins as well as hand paddles and other training aids and use the promotion code OFFTHEBLOCKS for a 10% discount at checkout. Today's episode of Off The Block Swimming Podcast is proudly brought to you as always 
by ProSwim Workouts. Nico and the team at ProSwim Workouts have been supporters of the podcast from day one and continue to support the show and the coaching community more broadly with their platform, ProSwimWorkouts.com. Head over to the website right now and become a member to receive all the exclusive content, whether it's programming, in and out of the water, thought-provoking articles, or even just sharing of ideas. It is a one-stop shop. And for all those just looking to browse, head over to prosumeworkouts.com to find free workouts, podcast tips, jobs available, and so much more. So what are you waiting for? I'll say it one more time. Head over to prosumeworkouts.com right now and let Nico know that Off The Block sent you.